You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And on this podcast, my goal is to separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the wife-centric lifestyle. And by wife-centric, I'm referring to uh, hot-wifing, cuckolding, stag-vixen, basically the offshoot of swinging in which the wife or female partner is the focus of you know of the dynamic and also with some of the little interracial bbc lifestyle thrown in there for good measure since that's what yours truly is a part of so today who i have with me i actually have a guest today and this is a guest who i've been trying to track down for a minute and she's 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 proven to be well they have proven to be quite elusive um and i've, I've finally got my my hooks in them uh, very good friends of mine i've known them for for some time uh, first encountered on Twitter, met in person at Splash, and then another Splash, and just, you know, uh, kept in touch. Just really, really good people. So allow me the pleasure of introducing you to Cindy and her husband, Pat, otherwise known as Vixen. Won't you guys say hi to my listeners? Hello. Hello. <laughs> welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. So like I said, I en- encountered you guys a few years ago and, you know, started chit-chatting and then had the pleasure of know of bumping into you at uh at splash i believe that was the houston one where we met yeah first, that was right? our first one yeah that but that yeah. was houston the first houston so that was 21 yeah yeah okay so uh i know it's not good form to ask a lady these questions but my listeners like to know how old are you both uh i am 45 about to be 46 well, you're a baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm 41. Oh, look at you robbing the cradle. <laughs> Pat's I'm got, reminded often. Pat's got a thing for those mature women. That's right. <laughs> and how long, have, how long have you guys known each other? Uh, we've known each other 22 years. Okay. And how long have you been married? 16. Okay. So uh, this is a question I always like to ask the husbands first. Uh, Pat, what do you remember about the very first time you saw her? Not to talk to her, just saw her. Um, I'd say her smile, but I, it's going to be her butt. <laughs> do you remember place? the context? Like, was it at a party? Oh, was yeah. it a gathering? Oh, yeah. Just I'm out and about? Were you stalking her? <laughs> we worked at the same place. It was um, like a, a local electronic store, and um, I worked in the TV section, and she worked in like the operations section. She did the cash registers and everything, and she would come back to my department at night to collect the money in the register, and I just remember just watching her walk, and I was like, oh, my God. And then... <laughs> Every night, every night she'd talk to me, and we'd talk a little more and get to know each other, and things progressed. But yes, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely the walk away, I remember. 
<laughs> so, 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 so I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, uh, Cindy, you're working at this place that you said you guys have known each other 22 years. So doing the math, you're, you're, you're early twenties, you know, there's a little bit of an, of an age difference. So I'm guessing he wasn't even old enough to drink at the time. So you're mm-hmm. in this place and you've got this young guy kind of like, I guess my question is, and not to make you sound bad, Pat, just girls in their early 20s, you don't really see them going younger. So I'm just curious, what kept you from just blowing this guy off who was obviously enamored with you? Like, what did you see that? Because you're so smoking hard. hot now. So I'm trying to I'm trying to picture you in like early 20s. And I'm like, Cindy must have been a freaking smoke show like her, <laughs> in like her early 20s. I have my moments. Um, I don't know. I think I just like the fact that he never let on that he was like looking at the physical, mm-hmm. like he just talked to me and I'm, I, I know it sounds a little bit conceited, but I was used to the always like being hit on mm-hmm. and he never, he never treated it that way in the beginning. I, I actually was with somebody at the time uh, um, in a pretty serious and... relationship. Yeah, in a pretty serious relationship. Um, and he never he never tried to cross that line, and I just respected it. I just – and I just thought he was adorable. He had the best dimples. I have a thing for dimples. <laughs> and so he's got these, like, big, huge dimples. And so – I think the fact that he never looked at it in the beginning as like a just a sexual thing um, really turned me on about it. I don't know. And then it just kind of progressed as time went on into that romantic side. So it was very platonic at first. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that because so many guys would be like, oh, leave that guy for me. Leave that guy for me. And he never he never did that. And so, yeah. I think the natural progression just happened that way. So how long did it take to go from that point to where you guys were, like, seriously dating? Mm. Maybe a year. Yeah, we were seriously fucking long before that. (laughs) But, but, But we were didn't really have official title for a while. Mm. We definitely, we... So I had to leave that person I was with, which was difficult. And he had to leave a person he was with, which was also difficult. And so we sort of started this relationship under the, you know, not not in the proper way, if you want to call it that. Um, and then we had to, you know, find a way to break up with our people to be together. So it took a while to get all that straightened out. But we knew from the get-go mm-hmm. that it was going to work that it was going to work. And once we worked through the, the issues, we, we made it. No, oh, that's always, always, always beautiful to, to, to hear. So for you, Pat, what I'm always curious about is we, as men, we grow up, you know, we're, 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 we're around our friends. We see how our friends react to like we have a we're we're no strangers to jealousy. Like we see how our friends react to it. You know, friends get mad if somebody even tries to like talk to their girl or or anything like that. So I'm just curious, 
do you recall when you first started having just the the random thought about this thing turning you on like the idea of your woman getting attention getting sexual attention from another man being something that aroused you like do you remember when you first started having those thoughts like when that entered your thought space I think when we first started going out to like a, a bar or a dance club and I always felt like when I went in I had I was walking in with the hottest girl in the place and when we went in there I'm I'm like a very quiet person mm-hmm. as you know I don't I, I like to not speak when spoken to but I, I I observe a lot I watch everybody I watch you know I read the room I and observe. I would just sit back and I I'd watch her and she'd want to go out and dance and everything I'm not a big dancer <laughs> and I would love to just watch her walk out to the dance floor and just start start dancing and then obviously you know there might be a guy or someone out there and I would watch them and it, I would feel I'd say maybe pride or like excitement mm-hmm. of watching her like my my woman just looking so good and she's out there just having a good time and seeing her have a good time it really just started I would say it started there just just going out to social events or out to like a social like a environment and when I, when I look back now that you asked me, I, I never really did, but I would say it, it started right around there. So that that makes me think of this question for you, Cindy. Uh, mm-hmm. The kind of guys that I'm sure you were used to, that must have been very strange for you. Like I, I'm guessing that you dealt with a lot of like possessive type guys and, you know, uh, oh, yeah. guys that, pardon the, the phrase, but wanted to keep you on a very short leash so to speak. So yeah, the, yeah, that was that was the relationship I was in completely before yeah. I met Pat. He was controlling. He left nasty messages if I was late coming home from work. He just it was not. It was toxic. Right. Completely toxic. So 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 to have somebody give me sort of the freedom to even just dance or be myself was something I had to get adjusted to. Um, Never mind, you know, even thinking at that time that we would even go down this path of him sharing me with someone, you know? So that was like, I was adjusting just to that. I couldn't believe it. So that that, that begs the question because there's a very, I don't, I don't know the technical term for it, um, but there's this thing that happens where guys get jealous and we excuse the behavior, society excuses the behavior by saying, oh, well, he cares. Guys mm-hmm. get jealous because they care. If a guy didn't get jealous, then he doesn't care. Like, and that's this fake bill of goods that women have been sold. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So when you're adjusting to this, as you say, 
did you feel yourself kind of having that initial reaction? Like, does this guy even like me the way he says he does? If he can give me this kind of freedom, like, why isn't he being possessive? For sure. Like, it's almost like a deprogramming you have to kind of go through. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was like, like, guilt, you know? Should I be guilty that I'm even dancing with someone? Or, like, you know, I went through this whole up and down roller coaster of like, okay, he, you know, he likes it, but do I like him liking it? It's, it was weird. Like you got had a, I had a really, like you say, like deprogram myself from all the things you're taught from when you're young, mm-hmm. you know, um, just societal norms really. And just sort of saying like, okay, is this normal? Is it not normal? And questioning everything. I remember um, asking you all the time. Oh, yeah. He used to ask me all the I, time. I question myself. Am I normal? Is this, like, a, are you sure you're okay with, like, the fact that I enjoy watching you, like, have a good time? I, I enjoy seeing, the like, you happy or, the, you know, that pleasure look on your face. And I, I would ask her all the time. I'd question mm-hmm. myself as, as a man saying, mm-hmm. why should I be jealous? Should I be that? jealous boyfriend, husband type, why don't I feel that way? So I, I do remember asking myself that, her that, and mm-hmm. we always just talk through it. I'm wondering, because sure. your, your experience, Pat, kind of, kind of mirrors my own in which, you know, being at a club with my girl very early on, like we, we wouldn't go to the club together, but like she would go with her girlfriends and I would go with my buddies and we would wind up sometimes at the same club. So I'm just curious, were there ever times when you were at the club and your friends were with you? And like my friends would almost like report to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey Mike, your girl is out there dancing with somebody almost like, what, what, what do you want to do? Like, like almost like a call to arms, like, Hey, are you going to go and, are you going to go and break it up? You know, because that's what they would do. You know, yep. and I could remember, you know, like my message to her was, I don't mind you. And I, I knew nothing about the lifestyle. I was as, as vanilla as vanilla could be, kinky, but vanilla still. But I remember telling her, I don't care. and I don't mind you dancing. Just if you see me looking at you, turn around, give the guy your butt so that I can look at you. Like, I want you to see me looking at you like this is what I would say because I want to feel like I'm creeping on you you know what I'm saying like staring at you and you know staring at the back of your head and so (laughs) my friends would say stuff to me I would just tell them that it didn't bother me because I knew I know who she's going home with I know who's how she's going to be over tonight like I'm not tripping over that what I didn't tell them was the fact that it was turning me on because that part like they had a hard enough time understanding that it didn't bother me if I would have told them that it turned me on, their heads probably would have exploded at that time. So, Pat, I'm just curious, were you ever in a situation where, you know, a couple buddies were at the club with you, and they're like, hey, man, aren't you going to stop that kind of thing? Yep. I was. I had that, that exact same situation happen. And I went all the way up to the point where I was about to say, no, it, it's actually turning me on. I, I didn't have to go there where I just, you know, assured them everything was fine and I was I was okay with it. I was enjoying it. But I, I do remember, like, actually a particular night that... that really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, it's 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 it's. it's I was curious. Cause like I said, it, it's something that I that I remember very vividly, as far as how yes. guys react. Like, not only are they jealous, but they want to be jealous for you. You know, uh, it's it's a it's a very strange sort of dynamic, and I think you may be the first guest I've had who actually experienced that as well. Um, and it just made me think about it when you said that that was kind of how you first started understanding that you liked this was you know being in clubs and going dancing with her and watching her on the dance floor and you know and 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 everything like that so i just so you never knew that cindy that he no <laughs> no i never knew that nope yeah no it's it's it's, it's funny how many of our friends want to come to our aid and you know like hey, you want us to go, you, you want us to go kick his ass <laughs> like no, yes, no, yes. no there'll be <laughs> there'll be no ass kicking <laughs> No fisticuffs needed over this. I've got this. It's cool, you know. But what used to trip me out is my friends that would get mad at it, and I'd be like, you were just dancing with a girl like 10 minutes ago. Like, why is it cool <laughs> for you to be dancing with a girl, but your girl can't dance with a guy? Like, that that always just seemed odd to me. Right. You know, like, they want to have all the fun, but God forbid she have fun. Like, what do you think she's doing when she goes to the club? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you think you think she's just like standing there, like sitting at the table on purse duty. That's right. Like no, nah, that's not it. Good. You got to be good when you go out. So, so you're you're going through this. So, Cindy, I'm curious. He's asking you, "Hey, is there something wrong with me? Is is this mm-hmm. normal? How did you respond to that? Because it was to you, it wasn't." This, this was nothing you had any experience with. So how did you right. handle his his state of mind, wondering if there was something wrong with him for not being a jealous type of guy? I never thought anything was wrong with him. I But I did want to learn, like, everything about it. Like, what about it turns you on? What, what can I do that doesn't cross the line, right? Like, I was always, like, wondering, like, what what's too much mm-hmm. you know like when do we when do we get am i gonna ever see the jealousy is this gonna happen and then you're gonna th- throw it in my face five years from now you know what i mean like i was always kind of wondering in the beginning like how what the line was and we, we honestly um there's no real line we've found out it's just that we have you know specific rules that we've kind of come up with um, and when the rules get broken, that's the line, mm-hmm. you know? But as far as, like, I just try to always understand where he was coming from um, because, you know, I'm not I'm not as – I'm not a good sharer sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so – and so I – it, in my own head, it didn't really register at first. I had to really get inside there and figure it out. Um, but he's really good at telling me like how he feels and, and what's going on in his head. So, you know, I've, I've never really had a question. So it, what it, what it makes me think about is, so you're, like I said, this is all new to you. you mm-hmm. know, so you're going out and he's, like you said, giving you that freedom. I'm, I'm sure he wasn't stressing you about how you dressed yeah, I mean, like anything like kind of giving you, you know, total freedom to express yourself and everything like that. And I'm sure in the beginning you were kind of, I don't want to say selfish, but it was, hey, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm having a good time. I'm wondering, 
when did it shift to, like you said, you would ask him about it. So when did it shift to, okay, I know that it turns him on when I do this. So I'm going to make it a point to do this when we're mm-hmm. going out. Like where you actually started doing things, knowing that he likes it when I do this. It didn't take long. <laughs> I figured it out pretty quick. Uh-huh. Um, and then Can I you know give us exactly an example? To, uh, oh, boy. Well, I mean, he started – I kept asking, and he started saying the same thing. And I just – he just kept saying, no, it, I like to watch you. It turns me on. I like to see – you know, I like when you flirt with people. Um and this is before we had even really done any like play, you know. This is still. I mean, but you, you mean you play with others or playing with each other? Correct. No, no, play with others. Okay, but you were fucking so, each other at this time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, it did I mean I can't? I don't know if I can pinpoint an exact moment that. Um, well, not a moment, but know. an example of I'm doing this not for the benefit of the person that I'm dancing with but for the benefit of the guy that's over there watching me. Um, like, not to make it sound bad, because we've all been there, but I guess moments where you realize that the person you're dancing with is almost like, you're kind of just a prop in this game that me and him are playing. Like, you mm-hmm. you don't know that you're a prop, but you're kind right. of just a prop in this game that he and I are playing. Like, you're serving a very specific purpose right now. You don't know it. You think you're just dancing with this hot chick in the club, but what you right. don't realize is you're you're a part of our game, you know. So like like that's like I guess like advanced level shit, <laughs> you right, know. Right. I mean, I guess when I really started to like, like I will I will purposely like look at him and like bite my lip or like give him a sign that like I know he's watching uh-huh. you know I'll, I'll like specifically look over it will be like an unspoken like just connection that we have to each other but by the eye contact has always been big so right. when there's any ever any sort of like acknowledgement that i know he's watching then i'll like turn up the sexy dance a little bit or like you know like i said like bite my lip or mm-hmm. do something that sort of is like a sign, you know, like a wink, wink. Right. But I'm not winking, you know what I mean? Um, to just show him that, like, I know he's watching, you know? So, um, so. He, or, like, I'll even, like, come over and, like, I would have, like, come over, give him a kiss, and then go back out and dance with the same guy. Uh-huh. Like, that kind of thing. Okay, where, yeah, so like, you, were, you, were, you were really getting into it. So. Yeah. Last question, I guess, in this vein. Did you notice, or how quickly did you notice that, because you said you guys were fucking all the time. When did it dawn on you that, hmm, when we go out, like the nights when we fuck after we've been out, there seems to be a difference in the energy coming from him. Not that it wasn't always passionate and hot and everything like that, but just it seems like even that gets turned up a level when we get home from being out, like from having that kind of public display. Like did that dawn on you at any point? Um, so, so the, the time, the time that comes to mind is the first time, um, I actually almost crossed the line, my meaning like I, I was at, I'll tell you the story. I was at a work party 
Um, this is for a different company that we actually both worked at still. Mm. But um, no, were you married at this point? No. Okay. We still weren't married. Um. So I was at a work party. He had to work, so he wasn't there. Um, and uh, things got a little heated between me and another coworker on the dance floor. And I was ready to go home with this guy. Um, I was I was going home with him. It was like you hit it off great. Everything was like it was perfect. I had a few too many. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going, I'm going home with this guy. But instead, I called Pat and I said, hey, I need you to come get me because I'm really drunk. I need you to come get me. And when I got in the car, I literally broke down. I was like crying. I was like white girl wasted. So, um, and I got up really emotional and I was like, I almost left with this guy. And he was like, what? And I thought he was going to be like really mad. Cause we had never really talked about actually playing with other right. people at that point. You know what I mean? Um, we never even really thought about that. So, um, the flirting was always just fun. And then, um, it, it completely turned him on and we got home and we probably had the best sex. We have, we taught, he, he asked me to explain like what happened. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went like play by play and told him what happened as far as like, he was buying me drinks and we were dancing and we were flirting and the whole thing. And, and, um, and as I was explaining it, we were hotter and hotter and hotter in bed. Like, it was just so hot. He was turned on. I was turned on talking about it. Mm-hmm. And this is how we figured out. This is like, dude, this is it. Yeah, this we is this is, a, this is a, this is this a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we figured out this night that we may never be monogamous again. Mm-hmm. Like, it was crazy. So I can't even... I mean, I don't know if he can put it into better words than me, but it was probably the best sex we've ever had, bar none. What, what would your so What would your thoughts on that be, Pat? What would you, What do you remember about that night? That was That was pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I remember like it was yesterday, and I just remember I I picked her up. I could tell. When I picked her up, she was like, she was ready to go. Like she had that look, and fuck me face. Oh (laughs) She broke down in the car, and I I just remember just listening to everything, and like before I could even say anything, I realized I looked down. I'm hard as a rock driving. I'm like, what's going on right now? You know what I always say: hard dick don't lie. (laughs) <laughs> it just like it just all played out in my head and it, it I don't know what turned me on the most the fact that you know all the things she did and you know she didn't really do it she just like flirted and danced and grinded and all that stuff but or the fact that she loved me enough to open up to me and tell me this, this thing that just happened. It obviously it emotionally for her, it meant a lot because she's she's having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. So I think 
the amount of love she had for me to open up and tell me the truth and be honest and open. It was just like so pure. And I always tell her, even to today, when I share her, when we share each other, we always feel so close to each other because we feel like we're like not just physically connected, we're emotionally connected on every level and we're, we're just like so close. So I, I think like between the, the sexual rawness of the situation, but then also like her opening up, it just, it made for like an unbelievable night that we always look at as like our, our beginning mm-hmm. was this one night. Well, it's that true compersion, right? Absolutely. Like we talked about before, you know, where you get pure happiness from seeing your person happy or yeah. pleasured, yeah. you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. So how, this is still, like you said, before you got married. So how long after that, like, were you already engaged at this point? Had he popped a question? Or, like, when did marriage talk come into to play? Well, we <laughs> we always kind of, we've always talked about, early in the relationship, we knew we were going to get married. Um, we ended up having an oopsie mm-hmm. pregnancy. Um, and I was determined to not walk down the aisle in a pregnant um, I wanted to be a queen for a day right? and look my best. Um, and of course we ended up having two more children in between that day. So, um, we had all of our children, uh, prior to us getting married, but, um, <laughs> you know, whatever, that's fine. I'm sure you still, I'm sure you still pulled off people the wife, all, People always say, wait a minute, how do you have a 19 year old son, but you've only been married for 16 years? Uh, like, hey, you do the know. math. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage is not a prerequisite but, um, for having kids. That's right. But, um, um, so yeah, so we got, um, we were, we knew we were going to get married right away. We just didn't actually pull the trigger right away. Okay. So it kind of felt like we were so the whole time. which came first, your first experience with someone else involved or your first child? Our child came first. Okay. Uh, first experience with someone else or your second child? Ooh. No. No, I think in between. I think it was after, yeah, it was after we had our first, but before our second. Okay, so you're gearing up for your, so you're talking about it. Obviously, it's a very hot thing that you play with during sex and you go out. But as I'm sure you you know, there's a big difference between talking about it and role-playing about it and, hey, this almost happened to the actual act of it happening. Yeah. So kind of, I guess, walk me and my listeners through how did, it, how did that conversation go where it's like, you know what, this is really hot to talk about. I think we should do X, Y, Z to pursue it like the conversations that were involved, like, hey, are we sure we want this? Like, we've got this hot thing. This, it's almost like a sex toy. Like, we got this hot thing that we can break out whenever we want. And, it, you know, it's like, it's like adding a little Kickstarter to our, you know, to our bedroom fund. And when we're done, we can kind of put it away. Do we really want to risk ruining that by making the fantasy a reality? 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, how did that conversation even go? Like, how did you get to the point where you were like, okay, let's try this for real? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Pat take this one okay. first. I think we've love the hat you're wearing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we well, you know. Oh, I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this hat. You say what? I hate that. <laughs> um, we are, and I think we've always been a very go with the flow couple. We'll just. If everything's going right, if if you know the feelings are there and and it's all happening, we we just let it go. So I don't think, and especially back then. So we we've been doing this for eighteen years. Yeah. Right? So back then, we're talking before social media groups, right. before lifestyle social media groups, where you can go and you can find your niche just by Googling. Yeah, all we had back there was like AOL chat rooms and yeah, yeah, Yahoo, and Craig, Craigslist. Uh. <laughs> so, and and also, the world was different. So you can go in to a bar, or a club, and the second you said it out loud, like I remember her like saying, "Oh, oh no, my husband doesn't mind." They'd get this weird look on their mm. face, like, "What is going on? This is a trap." You know what's going to happen, and they they a lot of times would avoid the situation. Mm-hmm. So we always went about it like if she was out with the girls or anywhere that if things were progressing, we would let them progress. Right. You know, she, like I was single. Right. She'd text me or level. call me and let me know that, hey, this, just letting you know this is going down. You know, this cute guy is flirting with me and we can see where it goes. So I think there was never really like a time where we went out looking for it, mm-hmm. right? where it was planned, like, okay, Saturday, we're going to go now, now today I could say, okay, Saturday, we're going to go to the, you know, the sex club in Providence. And we right. know we can walk in and, and it could go down. But f- back then it just, we let it just naturally happen in a, in a, any public area where right like know. i would go out dancing with my girlfriends and like or even even my sister-in-law's bachelorette party my well, this is probably one of our first experiences actually um we were on the on the party bus with the mm. bachelorette party for his sister and um at the time all of her friends were like poor college kids they like had no money and so they they had some guy friends just hop on the bus to help pay for the bus. Right. So they got on the bus and we all went out and I hit it off with one of these friends. Um, now I never forget this guy's probably ten years younger than me, right? So I'm dev- I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I'm seeing a pattern here with you. I know. <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern. I think I'm a cougar. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you've um, always been. <laughs> I think I'm a cougar. Um. So anyway, so we hit it off, and then we get off the bus, and I'm supposed to go home, but instead I went to his house. Now, we so like that begs the question. You know, you and your, you know, your husband, fiance, you know, at this time, yep. your, your man, your the 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 Kurt Russell to your Goldie Hawn. Um, yes. You know, you know what's going on, and you know that you have this freedom, but do your 
does his sister know? You know what I'm saying? Like the people around you, aren't they like, hey, you're, what are you doing? Like, are they reacting like normal people would react? Like, hey, you're crossing a line. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, should you be doing uh, this? Like, or they like, yeah, go no, for it. Definitely let him know. They actually, his cousin actually called him and was like, hey, I think Cindy's cheating on you. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and like the whole time he knew where I was. Right. So like, yeah. What well, like, yeah, I say, no, like, yeah, you guys know, but the people around you don't, they're not privy to that information. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's, yeah, it's always kind of like, I think people have always kind of known, but they don't say anything. But they at that at this point, they did call him and say, "We think Cindy cheated on you last night at, at your sister's." <laughs> <laughs> they ratted you out. But that's how that's how all the meetings went. It was very like a random like like I would like if I was going out if I was single, you know, um, if I went out with the girls and. Um, you know, or a group of people from work or even or whatever and, and some somebody caught my eye and we decided we wanted to go home. But all these people knew that you were in a committed relationship. like you were a mom at this point. Yeah. Like you had so I mean not to I'm like, sure there was talking behind my back. Yeah, that's no that's what I was gonna say. Like not to make it sound <laughs> bad that 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 people kinda do of, you think people looked at you like, Oh gosh, she's such a tramp. Like <laughs> well, I mean they might have. They never said anything to me, so who knows? Okay, so you're having these experiences. I'm sure you would get home and you would, you know, you would, you know, you would, you would talk about it, and yes. the, the the sex would be amazing. But I guess it's. I'm not saying that that wasn't lifestyle because obviously it is. Like you're playing with his, you know, with his full knowledge and encouragement. But what I'm curious about is, when was the first time it happened with him being there? Like, the first time that he was actually able, because up to now, you haven't experienced that yet. Like, it's been, right. hey, I'll spontaneously hook up with somebody, and then, it you know, he knows weird. I'm going, and then I get home, and I, I, I replay the story to him and everything like that. When did it take that evolution into, I want you to be there to watch it, to see it happen? It was years. Yeah. When I say years, I mean like At least 10, years. ten years. We did this for like, and I would take videos and pictures, and right. Things like that, and him. But like him actually physically being in the room. Was it Marcus? Or was it a party? No, it was a party. ESC party. So it was. It was probably ten years in. Mm -hmm. like, and it was one of the. So I guess the first time we went to the sex club in Providence was the first time he was actually in the room watching. So, Pat, you, 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 like she said, you've been doing this for 10 years. She's been, you know, playing with guys and, you know, you've been watching videos and seeing pictures of it and everything like that. But now this first time that you're watching it live, were you nervous? Because it's live. Like, it's like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm here. This isn't a video. This isn't a picture. Like, this is real time. Like, was there any kind of nervousness at all? Or was it just a walk in the park for you? Um, I would say a bit of both. Um, actually, it was with another couple. So 
I was more nervous because I had zero interest in actually, like my, my dream was coming true. Like 10 years we've been living this lifestyle and loving it. And, you know, we hit it off with another couple and we were going to, you know, we were heading into the room. So I was like super excited that I was going to get to watch her. And, but then at the same time, I was super nervous because I'm like, okay, I have to pay this. Like, oh, I don't want to play with her. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Exactly. It's I'm like going somewhere and having to take your little brother. Like, I don't want to take him. <laughs> like, oh, man. Well, that's the only way you're going to be able to go. All right. <laughs> yep. 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 Man, no, okay. That was, it was definitely, um, it was definitely great. It yeah, was, it was very, very fun. It was cool, even yeah. though you had your, you know, your, your, your you know, your little yeah. kid brother there, which you still had a good time at the show. <laughs> 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 but looking, looking forward, you I guess. You know, we to, to like navigate that, right? So, like, you know, if he, we were really new to that part of the lifestyle, so we were, you know cautiously polite to people you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't say take one for the team but like we weren't as assertive in Mm -hmm. what we wanted when we first were getting into that into the lifestyle like that and so we know how we work the best and and what works the best for us is that you know i play he watches right not that he can't play i mean if he wants to there's no rules that say he can if he's attracted to someone have at it i'm i'm fine with that um but but the way that we play the best and what works for us is this hot wife stag Mm -hmm. life um you know and so we we were navigating that in the beginning to try to appease everybody i don't know if that makes sense but like Mm -hmm. um and now we're, like I said, we're like more assertive in what, what we want for our relationship. And so now we gravitate towards those scenarios, you know? So I know based on conversations that we've had and you kind of alluded to it, to it just now, the first 10 years you're playing away from him. Mm-hmm. And you said that he had the freedom, like you'd never put any kind of limits on him as far as who he could play with. Had he played with anybody in those 10 years? No. Nope. So it wasn't until you started, I guess at that time, the only thing that you saw as available to you were these clubs and these events, but they were pretty much primarily like swinger events. So I guess you go and it's like, okay, well, there's this expectation on us to kind of do things as a couple. Correct. So when in Rome, you know. um, Correct. But then in that, you discovered that, hey, we don't really like, this is not really our comfort zone. We'll do it, you right. know, but we kind of prefer this. So my question is, when did you first recognize that, A, there's a term for what we do and that there's an entire segment of the lifestyle like dedicated to it you know it's almost like you're in this house you know you're you're kind of in the swinging house 
and you're kind of walking around and you see the people doing stuff and it's like, okay, this is cool. These are open-minded people, but we don't really play that way, but we'll kind of get in where we fit in and, you know, you're kind of doing that and then you're wandering through the house and you see this door and you open up the door and it reminds me of that scene from The Wizard of Oz when, you know, the house gets caught up in the tornado and she lands in the Oz for the first time and, you know, like all the way up to that point, it's in black and white. You know, mm-hmm. and then when she opens the door to Oz, it's like in this full, like vibrant color. And so I'm wondering when you first discovered that, like, oh shit, there's a whole land, a whole realm here of people that play the way that we do. When did that happen and what was it like? Um, I'll tell you, and it, it happened when I had my first interracial experience Mm -hmm. i had never been with anybody um of any sort of ethnicity right um other before and um i grew up in a small town farmer went to catholic college there was no (laughs) (laughs) there was no like experiencing the world not a lot of diversity there Um, yeah exactly um, and that's when, uh, that's when it happened because then we started watching, like, it, it's weird. Like we started watching interracial porn, then interracial porn turned into like cuck porn. Then like, it was just how it like evolved. Um, and that's how we've started figuring out about it when we were, it happened. And then we found splash after that. And then it's a whole nother community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it, it all started. I would say from that experience. Um, how comforting! How comforting was that for you to to learn that there's a place where we fit? Because being the way that you are and navigating the swinging space, it's not the most comfortable feeling, you know. Because couples right. don't know that you play this way, so you're constantly being hit on by couples, and like you say, you're you're kind of giving the Heisman pose to everybody like, no, thank you. No, you know, yeah, yeah. You know and right. it's almost and, like and you dread I'm it. I'm always building questions. I'm always yeah. building questions. You don't let Pat play. You don't let Pat play. I'm like, I let Pat play. He just yeah. doesn't want to play with you. It's almost like you're dreading going out because you know what's going to come. Yes. You know, it's like we yeah, know we we're going to get these play. questions. We know we're going to get these responses. I know that we're going to be made to feel like we're defending what we do, Always. like there's a difference between explaining what you do and being made to feel like you're defending what you Correct. do. And what I've heard from a lot of people who have kind of blurred those lines between swinging and the wife-centric side is oftentimes <clears throat> they've been made to feel like they've been defending what they enjoy. Like almost like yep. they're being grilled and people are trying to pull them over to the other side or making you feel like you're, like you say, limiting what he does and talking about the fact that, well, that doesn't seem fair. And Right. It's you know. always about fair. Well, you, you've slept with this many guys and he's only slept with four girls. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out yeah. there. But like, yeah. Yep. You know, and, and he's always said, I always ask him why. And he's like, he has his reasons why. Um, and I respect them. And, you know, we, I do feel like we always are defending that 
unless choice. We're unless we're surrounded by like-minded people. Right. And L- right. Unless we're at Splash or... Lifestyle. Right. So you mentioned that, so I'm, you know, like you said, you kind of were exposed to it online after your first uh, interracial experience. Mm. But when you get to Splash, and, and primarily for you, Pat, what was that like for you, like being around all these other husbands who get it, you know, where, okay, I don't have to defend what I'm into. I don't even have to explain. <laughs> like you right. could just see it in all of their faces that, oh, my God, all of these guys get it. Like what was that like for you to be surrounded by that that kind of energy? It was hands down the best lifestyle experience ever it's the it's the best environment it's just to to just be around all the people that all share the same thoughts and wants and desires and like yeah you don't have to explain yourself you you can see the joy on his face that he's enjoying his wife you know playing right in front of him or, or he's it's just there's no stress there's no explaining as to why you're there everyone's there for all the same reasons it's just it is the best lifestyle events that we go to mm. and we we've, we've gone to a lot prior to our first flash we went to tons of events tons of parties everything and every time, like she said, we always had to justify how we like to play. Everyone else, they could have a hundred rules. You could be a swinger, same room, don't look at me, <laughs> uh, you know. Or uh, we swapped different rooms. It's, it's, it's don't like, look at me. No kissing. No, like it, there's so many rules for everybody. Which, I, I, I talked to a couple. Dog. One of the, one of their early rules was no doggy, no doggy style. <laughs> Really? Yeah, that was one of their rules. It didn't last long, but I, I, it, it was yeah. hilarious when they said it, that that was one of their early rules was no doggy style. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> like, no, 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 no you, can't, you can't put her in that position. No, no, we don't, we don't, we don't do doggy. <laughs> that was special to me. Yeah. I'm the yeah. only one that can do that. Yeah. But so to go from that to finally uh, I'm just surrounded by all the other husbands and boyfriends and partners that – just get it. And then the best part is the men that are there also get it. They understand their role that, you know. As a bull, yeah. As a bull, yes. Mm-hmm. That it, I'll tell you, every, every time we go to a splash, every person my wife's ever, you know, played with or encountered or anything, the first person they say hello to is me. And that's the biggest thing in our relationship is when we go out to any lifestyle or any, anywhere, when we meet a new, a new, you know, male or a new partner, they're just, they're all over him. They'll either like stand between me and her and separate me from the conversation. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be hitting on her so bad that they pretend I'm not there. But when we go to Splash, and we walk in the first say we're getting in the elevator and another gentleman walks in he'll say he'll hold out his hand shake my hand say you know hello to me and then say your wife's beautiful do you mind if i talk to you right there he, he's a go 
He's, he's, <laughs> he's got the green light. Yeah, he's checkered yeah. your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. There you go. Here's the room key. Go ahead. Have yeah. a good time. You can't, you can't have fun. What do you mean, Lee? Here's a little extra change. Get us some popcorn. There you go. <laughs> so it's just, just that level of comfort and just everything. It's just, it's great. Mm. One of the, it really is. One of the things that I I, I, I want to bring up, because I, I always try to present this lifestyle as, as realistically as, as I can, and I try to be responsible with that, and I know that there are a lot of couples who listen to this show who they haven't had their first experience yet, and I want to be mindful as far as painting this picture, like, oh, it's always perfect, and it's, you know... It's always this, and you've got nothing to worry about. So with that being said, have you had moments in your journey where where you were tested, where maybe things went a little too far, or, or the way that you reacted to a situation? Like, have there been rough patches a- along the way? And if so, what what caused them? How did you deal with them? And what did you learn because obviously it didn't stop you. <laughs> so you found some way to work through it. But that doesn't mean that there weren't those, you know, potholes and speed bumps a- along the way. So could you kind of give my listeners, if you don't mind, talking about some of the n- not so great moments in your, your journey with this? I would say we've had tons of moments like that. <laughs> tons. I, I couldn't even count. But it's it's all workable moments. You, you right. talk. We we literally talk lifestyle every single day because it's our it's our life. You know we we I think being in the lifestyle has just made our whole relationship that much better by our whole like mode of communication. The way we talk to each other, we're so open about it. If anything's bothering us, we immediately, we, we tell each other. So I would say, yes, there will be a million rough patches. But anything you feel inside, you have to you have to get it out. So if she goes to, one thing that used to upset me is she goes to have like a, a play date, right? Dick appointment. She goes to meet this guy. Dick appointment. <laughs> <laughs> she goes over his house and she knows the rules. She knows, okay, text me when you arrive so I know you made it there safe. And that right there, it starts the clock for me, right? It punches the, the time clock. I know she'll be in there for probably X amount of time. So I know I'll ex- be expecting a text or pictures or anything within the next hour or so. It's just all in my head. Mm-hmm. It's we had this discussion. She knows I want that text that she got there safe. And I won't get a text. And then I know. I know where he lives, right? I checked I checked the car. I ran her. I find my phone thing, and I, I see where she is, and I know she's there, and she didn't let me know. But, okay, I'll park. I'll start the car. Then I don't get pictures. And then after the fact, I get a call. Now I'm I'm waiting I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna get a call saying 
you know, hearing her panting or moaning right. and then she's calling me on the on the low. Nope. She's like, Hey. I'm like, What's up? She's like, Oh nothing, I'm on the way home. I'm like, Did you I didn't even know you arrived. Where are my pictures? Where's my video? Where's where's my update? She's like, Well, you know, I showed up and one thing led to another and you know, he opened the door naked or I'll <laughs> like, started making out and like one thing led to another and it's over and now I'm on my way home. I'm like, but, but, but that was my part. Like I, I felt like, so when things like that happened, I said, my part of this in the lifestyle is that it was forgotten about at that time. Mm-hmm. So we would talk about it. She knew that would upset me and we'd work it out and she'd do better the next time or, or wow me the next time. Send me a super juicy video. <laughs> He's like, okay, like, I'm going to blow his head up now. <laughs> yeah. How so, did you get a camera in there? <laughs> but, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> we would discuss everything. You know, we, every little detail, every little thing that either made us feel good or didn't, we didn't like, or we wanted to try better next time. And, we would work through it just all through open communication. Yeah, and one thing I would say to any hot wives out there who are, like, you know, trying to figure this all out is that um, however small you think, um, like, what your husband's telling you is bothering him is, like, maybe, okay, really, you know I got there. Like, come on. It's big. And if you let those little things go and don't talk about them or care about them or think that they're important, that's when you're going to get into a lot of trouble in your relationship. Um, So take everything that your husband tells you, you know, or your boyfriend or your partner, whatever, um, as something that's like really serious, even if you think it's small, a small thing, you know, like, like, like texting when you show up at the place, you know, it's, it will only help, help the relationship in the long run when you take all those things. Absolutely. No, you, 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 you said two things that I kind of want to back up and, and go over because I think that they're really important points. One thing that, that Pat just said, um, I wish more people would do, and that is, it seems like people are quick to say oh this is just something that we do like they they minimize the overall importance that the lifestyle plays in their actual life and from where I sit and from what I've observed and again this is this is just my opinion but I I've, I've seen people where it's more than that and I just wish that more people would embrace that, that, no, maybe it started out as just this little side thing, mm-hmm. but it's become intermingled and woven into the fabric of who we are. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yep. But I hear people talk about it sometimes like they always have to kind of contextualize it like oh well we enjoy doing it but it's not it's it's not who we are like what's what's wrong with it if it is a big part of who you are no different than if somebody is really into music 
and they make music a part of their lives. You know, it becomes yep. a part like it's in their house and they they've you know, they've pursued careers that are involved with music like music is it started out as this hobby and then it became a passion. And now it's this, you know, it's it's it's, you know, it's a part of who we are. And I just appreciated the fact that you didn't shy away from that. You know, that you say, hey, we talk about it every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like, in some way, shape, or form, the lifestyle is present. Even if she's not playing, the lifestyle is still present mm -hmm. in our everyday, you know, dynamic of, of, of how we deal with each other. And I guess I would, my hope is that more people embrace that view because I don't, I don't see it as a bad thing. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we I think it even has gone into how we have talked to our children about sex. Um, you know, the fact that we're in the lifestyle enables us to freely talk about sexual relationships um, with, you know, healthy sexual relationships and what is important. Um, and we've, I think, raised our kids with that in mind. Um, so it's definitely been a part of our lives complete. I mean, we don't say, you know, we fuck right, other people, right. but, but we have, we're, you know, I may wear something that not your normal 45 year old mom wears and my kids see me wear it and that's okay. And, you know, I'm teaching my boys. I have boys that, you know, sexual freedom is okay. And, um, so I think living the life all around is really important to educate people in just healthy sexual, a healthy sexual life. Never mind, it doesn't need to be lifestyle per se, but like being able to freely talk about sex is, I think, important. Um, so I think, like you say, like ingraining it into our lives. It's it. I mean, it helps us talk about our finances in a truthful way. It helps talk about, you know renovations to our house and, and enabling us to like resolve issues that come up with any sort of, you want to call them arguments that may mm. happen within a relationship of being, you know, because we're so Sorry. truthful, you know, I hear relationships, the day, the day that I passed. Oh yeah. Like our, our oldest son was just in a relationship where both, you know, the girlfriend didn't like, some things he was doing or he didn't like the pressure that he was getting from her and we would literally just say you need to communicate mm. you need to talk you need to get this out and he said, well, how do i do that like, you just say the words just yeah and i it. think being in the lifestyle helped us yes. helped yeah. us communicate better which enables us to communicate better with everybody in our lives whether it's our kids our friends our parents anyone um so it's so yeah, it's, I would never that. it's definitely sharpened your because I mean you always hear people talk about that like that's usually like the number one thing that comes up is the importance of of communication. Mm -hmm. um, but I think one of the the things that's beautiful about the lifestyle is like what you just said that it's such good communication is such an integral part to being happy and fulfilled in this lifestyle that mm -hmm. by you working on it it actually trickles down in the other aspects of your life. Like those 100%. communication skills that you hone, you don't just use them here. Like you, th right. that, that's, 
it's transferable. Like you take those communication skills and you take them to work. You take them with how you deal with your families, how you mm-hmm. deal with, you know, with business and, and whatever other context you want to put it in. Right. You know, um, so I, and I've often had couples say like, hey, if you could talk about your wife taking dicks to the face and getting fucked in the ass, then, you know, th- talking about <laughs> how we're going to handle the landscaping becomes an easy conversation. To have. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. like or, or I had a couple say, you know, like, if, if you've had those tough conversations, it makes it easy to tell your husband that, you know what, I was less than thrilled with that Mother's Day gift you got me. Like those conversations <laughs> that sometimes exactly. people usually tiptoe around. Like, you know what, I was bothered by the fact that you didn't take the trash out when you said you were going to take the trash out. <laughs> you know, like it makes having those kind of conversations so much easier, you know, right. where there are things that, you know, sometimes they can trip, they can trip up, you know, um, other people. But speaking mm-hmm. about things that are transferable, and this is a, a question that I love asking the wives, is obviously, as you stated in the beginning, you've been accustomed to a certain amount of attention from men and mm-hmm. types of attention. But being in this lifestyle for as long as you have, being a hot wife for as long as you have, how would you say that has impacted your, your overall confidence as you enter this phase of your life and how you go out in the world and, and how, you, how you view yourself and everything like that? I mean, I'm a woman, so... I, I change like the weather, right? So some days I think I'm the hottest person on the earth. Mm-hmm. Other days I'm like, Ugh, I gotta, I gotta work on some stuff, <laughs> um, you know. But um, but honestly, it's a huge, huge confidence builder for just to be in my in my sexual power. You know, we have mutual friends that talk about, you know, the power of being, you know, um, sexually confident. Right. So like, and like powerful and you like your, your sexuality and, and how you feel. Um, and it definitely just being in active in the lifestyle, um, gives you, gives you confidence. But I mean, it's always nice to hear nice things. Guys say you're hot, you know, it's like, okay, (laughs) I still got it. (laughs) I'm 45 and I still got it. Um, and like my husband likes to remind me, you know, you just you just fuck the guy who's like twenty five cent. Don't worry about it. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> <I'm> like, You're right. <laughs> so you're right, right. So, I mean, I, I definitely, um, you know, I try to just just stay active um, and you know take care of myself. So like being in the lifestyle helps with that because you're kind of always looking. You know, you're not, you're not just saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm married. Here I am. I'm done. All right. Let's just, you know, pack it in. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, you're, I guess what the question is that you're asking is like, how do I stay confident in myself or. Well, not necessarily how do you stay confident? Just how has like, what has this lifestyle done for your confidence? It's skyrocket made it skyrocket i mean i i was definitely uh, i was i had a lot of time where i was i was overweight when i was younger my mom bought me the worst looking glasses ever i've had glasses since i was like three years old i've never my mom never wore makeup so i never wore makeup 
Um, so when I got into this lifestyle and I was out on the town and I was going out and I was buying sexy clothes and everything was new to me, even in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that I'm even older, um, I feel like I'm just, I've got like the ultimate glow up as like, I've gotten older. Um, and when you get attention from people that, that pushes you further, you know, like I know when a guy says I'm hot, that I take that as a compliment and I, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, so th- you know, and being with other, knowing that you're still attractive to people is also just a, just a bump up in your confidence. So every time you, every time I play, I'm like, yep. Okay. <laughs> Check. One of the things that I like to say, and I've, I've said this in other episodes, but I, I, I tend to repeat myself because my thought process is maybe they didn't hear the other episodes, you know, uh, so I, there's certain points that I make uh, on a regular basis. But one of the things that I often say about the way that women in this lifestyle think differently, like the change that occurs, is picture yourself in this situation where you and your husband go out and you're at a crowded bar or something or some, some kind of crowded event mm-hmm. and you need to go to the restroom, but standing between you and the restroom is a group of guys standing around having beers. You know, you, like you can hear the guy talk going on, right? Pre-lifestyle, not every woman, but most women, they're dreading that walk. Like, they're in their mind, they're like, how can I get to the bathroom and avoid those guys? Because I know if I have to walk between them, it's not going to be very comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, Who wants to avoid guys? Come on, well, I'm no, walking right in. Remember, I'm talking pre-lifestyle. I'm talking that's a true. woman that's just in society, regular, you know, just kind of going through the motions, you know, in this kind of you know, monogamous, regardless of what the state of their, you know, sex life is, just this thing with her. In other words, the majority of the women that are out there, you know, and when they see that, they're not, like I said, they're not looking forward to walking. It's like they're thinking of, like, well, how can I get around that? Like, if there was a way that I could avoid that guy, those guys, and go to the bathroom, I would. And they'll, they'll walk through them if they have to, but ideally there would be a, a route that they could take that would take them around those guys. Mm. But then you look at women in the lifestyle, especially a woman who's been in it for a while, they see those same group of guys standing between them in the bathroom. They've got no problem. Not, not only do they have no problem walking through those guys, they'll look back over their shoulder, make eye contact, and make a comment, because here's the interesting thing. When you've <laughs> been in this lifestyle, what you realize is that, honestly, most guys are a lot of talk. Yeah. Like, most guys are a lot of talk. Like, as soon as you confront them with, oh, what you going to do? They, um, um, well, uh, like, they weren't expecting you to come back like that. You know, like, yes. like they'll catcall and they'll make, oh, she's hot and what I would do to her. Whereas, as a woman, if you turn around and look at that guy and be like, what would you do with me? A lot of guys would be like, oh, shit, well, I didn't expect you to actually say something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Like, they start kind of stumbling over their words. And so as you realize what that sexual power does to guys, you mm-hmm. ladies become like cats with toys. Like, because you, 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 you see these guys like... <laughs> a mile away. Yeah, not only a mile away, but like, 
I'm a huge fan of, of Christmas specials, right? And it's like, I don't know how well you remember Rudolph, uh, but at the end, when he brings the bumble in, but they've taken oh, yeah. out his teeth. Yeah, yeah. So he's like just this big, harmless, you know, this big, harmless creature. Yeah. Like, I think that that's the way a lot of women in the lifestyle, especially vanilla guys, like, oh, you think you know what it's about, but you really have no freaking clue. You know, right. like, like I'll, I'll, you, you think you'd wear me out. I'd fuck you into oblivion and you, I'd leave you <laughs> like curled up in the fetal position <laughs> drooling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I, like I, you know, I, I've had conversations with women in the lifestyle who talk to guys outside of the lifestyle and guys would be like, oh, well, I'd have to take it easy on you. You know, you, you couldn't handle mm-hmm. this. And it's like, man, if you only knew, like if you, if you only knew. So uh, I just find that juxtaposition very interesting how when that confidence kicks in, how it just kind of changes your, yeah. your, 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 your worldview. But you mentioned something that I kind of wanted to hit on because I think it's a very important part of this, especially in the hot wife space, the hot wife space, the cuckoldress space, the vixen space, which is, and I want to make sure that people understand this, when you're in this space where you're the one who primarily plays, regardless of the reason, whether you give him the freedom or there's some wives who are like, nah, I'm not turned on by that. He, yes, I don't allow him to play. Like that was something that was set up in the beginning and that's yep. pretty much how we roll. So when you're in the catbird seat, when you're that wife that's in that position where the, the focus is solely on you, there's a certain amount of responsibility that comes with that, you know, as far as, like, and it's interesting because in this position, you're almost encouraged to be selfish by your husband, like, to think about your needs, but at the same time, he's like, but don't forget about me. Yep. You know, so you have to learn how to navigate that space between, okay, I'm doing what I want, I'm getting what I want, but I also have to make sure that he gets what he wants because I'm the one who's doling it out. You know what I'm saying? Like he can't really yeah. interject to get what he wants. He's kind of dependent on me to recognize what he wants and make sure that he's getting what he wants in addition to what I'm doing to get what I want. And mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that people understand that. Cause I'm sure that there would be, you know, there'll be people who will listen to, you know, what Pat was saying about, you know, being bothered that he wasn't getting any pictures. And yeah. I know that there are people out there who are listening like, you know, well, she should want to send him pictures. It shouldn't be an expectation, like people who would bristle at having a problem with that. And what I would say is y- you have to look at it like they're a couple. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, he wants to see her having fun and he wants to see her enjoy herself, but he wants to, he, you know, he, he wants to feel like he's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he wants to feel like that he's involved and not just that he's involved, but that she's thinking about him. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like even right. if it's and just and in a that moment. Goes from like, you know, we're like you said, we're a couple. And so we're in this together that then then if it was the other way around, then I might as well just be single. Right. right. And like, you know what I mean? So so that's sort of and it is something that. Um, I do always think about him when I'm out and, you know, this is where we've gotten into some 
arguments because like he said earlier, like, you know, all I did was ask you to text me when you got there. I'm like, you didn't. It's not that I'm not actively thinking about him, but it, it is how it kind of looks mm-hmm. to the outside. You know, like if you can't even send a text that you arrived somewhere safely, are you even thinking about him to, you know, like you said, are you even thinking about him to send him pictures or whatever? And sometimes you get caught up in the moment and, you, you know, but again, he is part of the moment, mm-hmm. even though he's not physically in the room. So, you know, there've been other times where like, we've FaceTimed and he's been like, I've FaceTimed the whole like orgy and he's been there in the FaceTime because mm-hmm. he was at work or whatever. Um, so, you know, but, but um, it is a lot sometimes to think about when you're, you're in the moment, but then you're like out of the moment at the yeah, same time. No, absolutely. That makes sense because you're doing this like other thing. Um, so it is a balancing act sometimes. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely don't w- want to give people the impression that I'm making it sound like it's easy. Like, yeah, all you got to do is, like, no, it's, like you said, it's, it's, it can be difficult in those moments. Like you said, you get there, and he answers the door naked, and you've been chatting all week, and it's here to remember, oh, I've got to take out my phone. And, but just because it's difficult doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And Correct. like you said, it makes everything else so much easier. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if you, you know, if you do it, um, you know, uh, a good thing is, is, to, is to talk about ways to make it easier. You know, I, I've known wives where they just set the iPad on record and, 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 and stick it over there. Or like you said, they put on FaceTime like, oh, yeah, he's right there. You know, and then yep. they're able to just focus on what they're doing because he's watching. You know, right. he, he, you, there's no need to send them pictures because he's watching in right. real time. Right. So that's one less thing for, you know, for you to have to worry, you know, about. Um but it's definitely one of those things that, you know, uh, couples should communicate more. Because I think husbands would be, well, most husbands would be understanding of, you know, the type of energy, you know, that you're feeling. Um, and, and, you know, in those moments and getting caught up, it's just, okay, so let's, right. fi- let's, let's, let's figure out a workaround, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to address with you two guys, and I, I, I did a couple of interviews recently with a couple of husbands, and this, this kind of came up, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious. I know that husbands usually fall into two camps on this matter, and it's the, 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 the topic of emotions. Like, on one side of the fence, you have husbands who, they enjoy their wife playing, but they... They want no kind of emotional, like real emotional connection between her and her bull. And then on the other side, you know, the other camp, you have husbands who they like that. Like they like to know that she's into a guy and, and, a, and a guy is into her and, and that it's more than just a fuck. And I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong or one is better. Like each couple is 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 finding out what what works for them. I'm just curious to get your take on what your particular thoughts are, because I don't want couples who are on one side to feel like they're doing it wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I know that there are people in both camps, and I know people who are very successful 
in either camp that they're in. I'm just curious to know what is, as a couple, what are your conversations like when it comes to you having some type of emotional connection with, with, you know, with any of your bulls? Like, is that a rule or is that up to interpretation, case by case basis? Like, how do you guys look at that? I think it started where it was wanted as there was nothing there, no emotion, no nothing. It was just, mm. just a dick and that was it. And I don't know if that, I don't think as a couple, we gave it much thought because it might've just felt like, or sounded like the right thing to say. Like I was getting all the emotion that her heart had to give and, you know, someone else was just a dick. It was just, it was just to have fun in the moment and that's it. And I reclaim her and, you know, she's, she's mine and, and that's, that's all there is. But over time, I think the last like four years, five years now, we, I got tired. I kind of felt like it was like, I don't know. I didn't want to be just like a hole for someone. <laughs> like I personally, like it just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't sitting well with me. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in my own self-worth, I guess. I don't know. But maybe I think maybe the right person never came along. Correct. And it wasn't until we met her first like real bull mm. that, we established this connection, not just between her and him, but like the three of us. Mm -hmm. And just to see, to have that emotional connection between the two of them and then the three of us, where it was, I could see how he felt for her and how she felt for him. And to see someone else like actually care about how she's feeling and is she pleasured and is she enjoying it and you know everything just to see that towards her and yeah. her towards him it just meant it, it took it to a whole new level we never even thought of yeah for and sure and when that happened it was like oh, okay this this is like as soon as we thought it couldn't get any better <laughs> this just took it to a whole new level of you know our relationship and the lifestyle. Yeah, I was I was exclusive with him for like didn't sleep with any other people for like eight months, eight or nine months. Yeah. Almost almost a year. But um but, but after that it th- things have changed, you know, between her and him. Now we're you know, we we do our own thing, but we, we still have a great relationship with him. Mm-hmm. But we have determined that we enjoy that emotional connection Mm -hmm. between her and the, you know, a real bull. We, we really do look for that. Um, yeah. And we, we definitely get excited and encourage that when we come across it. You know, I, I, I think that that's, um, I haven't gone into detail with it as much uh, in the past, and I, I kind of want to make sure that that's something that I include moving forward. 
because you have such diverging thoughts on it. And I know that that's something that, like, even, even I've even seen couples who aren't on the same page as mm-hmm. that, where the husbands want their wives to be like a super slut, and she's like, I want to be connected, I want to feel a connection with the guys that I play with, you know? Yeah. And then I've seen couples where the husband wants her to feel connected, and the, life, and the wife is like, nah, I like it free and easy. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I like the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, I don't, I don't need the emotional entanglements uh you know of this so it's it's something that not only are there different camps but sometimes the couples aren't even on on the same page with it so it's it's that you know uh i think important a thing to like you guys said earlier to talk about you know Mm -hmm. i don't i don't profess to have all of the answers on on my podcast but what i do like doing is putting out things that couples should talk about whether it's amongst themselves, whether it's with their, you know, with prospective bulls or what have you, just hey, you Definitely. should know where your thoughts are, mm-hmm. you know, on on these, you know, particular, uh, you know, topics. I mean, the couple that, you know, I just interviewed recently, you know, one of the things that the husband said to me that was pretty profound was he feels comfortable answering questions. Like, he's like, you can ask me anything about my wife. And I feel comfortable answering the question because we talk. Like, he knows the kind of guy she's into and how she would respond to situations. And because they yep. talk so much, you know, long car drives, they're talking. You know, at home, mm-hmm. they're talking. Like, business trips, when he's away, they're talking, like, all the yep. time. Yep. So, and, and he even comes up with situations like, Hey, well, what would you do in this? Just because he, it's so important for him to understand how she thinks and how that has, um, in, in, you know, impacted the trust that they have for each other. Because one of the things he said that I've never really heard anybody express before is his, his, his viewpoint on rules versus trust and that oftentimes what you see in this lifestyle is couples who have all of these rules in place and they're using those rules as a replacement for trust. You know, it's like, like it's like, okay, I, I, I have these rules in place and I know that you won't break these rules because deep down inside, I don't really trust you as much as I should. But if you get to the point where that trust is real and complete and deep, then you learn that the rules aren't really as important as you think they are. Because if you have those rules, what happens if she breaks a rule? Like, are you putting the same weight on rule number 27 as rule number one? Because in the guy's mind, it's like, okay, well, if she broke that rule, then she can break that rule, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of using these rules as a replacement for having actual trust of, I know my wife wouldn't do that. And if she did do it, I'm sure she had a good reason for doing it. And we can talk about that reason as opposed to it being this simple, oh, you broke this rule or you broke that rule. So I thought that that was a very interesting take that That's he had. Amazing. Yeah. That I had never really heard anybody ex- express before. But it's funny because when he said it, I actually made him go back and say it again. Like, like I need you to repeat that. Because that, yeah. that, like, that was some deep shit. 
it, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I've been doing this for a long time, and you know, it's one of the things that I find so fascinating about this lifestyle is I'm constantly learning. You know, and I just thought that that was so dope that he put it that way. You know. Uh, yeah, I never heard of it that way. When you say it out loud, it makes so much sense. Yeah. You, you know, know, like that's pretty. I mean, accurate. it's 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 definitely like it's one of those things that you know how pe- it's it's very common now where people would be like hashtag goals. Mm-hmm. You know, like I see that as one of those things that. It's 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 a difficult point to get to. Again, I'm never making it sound like, oh, it's easy. All you have to do is. But I think that that's one of those things that people can definitely aspire to. You know, it's it's yeah. it's it's much it's very similar to the way that, you know, I look at at, at cucks where they they, they kind of come in, 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 in different categories. You know, you have the acknowledging phase which is okay i'm a cuck this thing turns me on uh to accepting which is okay i'm a cuck and i want these cuck elements in my relationship but there's still some struggle there but they know that they want the stuff there but they struggle with it and then the final phase is like embracing where it's like look anything that comes with this i accept it i embrace it i love everything Mm -hmm. that comes with it and like they're when they get to that point they're no longer swimming against the current you know, it's kind of like downhill from there. Like everything comes easy. They're not struggling. They're not right. worried about any outside noise. They're dialed in with their partner. Like everything is clicking. And I don't see all cucks get to that point, but I do see enough to know how beautiful it is when they do get to that point. Like the clarity that comes with, you know, uh, ascending to that point. And I kind of see that, like once he said that everything kind of clicked, like I see that elevated level of trust to where yep. the emphasis is placed on real trust as opposed to that limited view of trust, which is we have these rules in place as definitely something to aspire to. And so yes. I want to put it out there as much as I can now, again, just to get people talking about it and thinking about mm-hmm. it. And maybe they, they don't have any desire to get to that point. They're, you know, like there's something comforting about rules. You, yep. you, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to having that inherent trust of, oh, I know that, that she wouldn't do that or I know that he wouldn't do that. Not because of a fear of breaking a rule, but just because it's it's how we are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, that goes yep. against who he is or that goes against who she is. Like, I don't have to have a rule in place for that because that's not who they are as a person, you know. Right. And, and, yep. and Yeah, when you talk about the, the amount of talking that this couple does, it's 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 me and Pat to a yeah. T, you know. We are literally talking all the time. You know, we'll go get a coffee down the street and we're talking. You know, it's like it, every chance we get, we're talking about it. And, you know, what about this and what about that? He, he envisions a lot of scenes like in his head prior to them happening. Um, and so it like helps him mentally prepare for, you know, me being on a date or whatever. Um, and he talks about it with me and we, we just go back and forth with it. And it's really, if we didn't have that, this just doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I've always said about this lifestyle, I guess the difference between the husbands and the wives is 
for the husbands, this lifestyle is 99% in their heads. Mm-hmm. Like they're thinking it. Like, oh, yeah. like the wives, even if you think about it a lot, there's a significant portion of the lifestyle that is purely physical for you. Like you can talk mm-hmm. about it all you want and, 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 and run through all the scenarios that you want. But eventually there's a moment where you're on your back, leg spread, getting the shit fucked out of you where everything else in your brain is turned off and you're just in the moment. Yep. yep. So you get, you get that, those moments of like release where, okay, I can shut my brain off. The husbands never really get that. Like, like the amount of time when they actually get to shut their brain off and just enjoy it. Like even when they're watching you play, they're still in their heads. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. so they don't really get that. So, because they're in their heads so much, they go so deep down the rabbit hole with thinking about stuff because it's like that's all they really have. Like there is no physical component right. to it. It's, right. it's completely between their ears. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at it that way, it's really no surprise that they – you know, have have thought about this stuff so much because it's really the only outlet that they they have. This is true. You know, so yeah, I always yeah, try. Pat, Pat has actually said those words to me before. He's like, "I am always thinking about it. I yeah. am always thinking about you. I am always thinking, thinking, thinking." So yeah, and that's what makes you guys so fascinating as women. Is you are like women are so much better than the husbands in this regard. You guys are able to compartmentalize this lifestyle so much easier than, than the men are. Like, you can have a wonderful experience, and then you come home, and you put it on the shelf, and you're in mom mode or work mode or whatever. And so true. And the husbands, even even if they're not thinking about it, it's always right there. Like, it's <laughs> it's right there. You know, even though they know that they need to be concentrating, hey, I got this problem at work, and I'm doing this, and I'm – it's it's always right there. Like the thought of you, like, like they can be out and about and see a guy that they know is your type. Like physically, he yes. is your type. Yep. And in that moment, he'll be at work and doing something and it'll be like, oh, she would love him. Okay. Whereas for the women, if you're not in that frame of mind, even if you see that oh, guy, yeah. it's like, I got to get this done. I got to do this. And so I always find it interesting how, the wives are able to zero in and focus, and the husbands are like the dog with the squirrel, like squirrel. <laughs> yep. That's true. Uh, but look, I, I always try to be mindful of the time, and I know I could I could go on with you guys for for quite a while. Hopefully, this won't be the last time that I have because there are plenty of other subjects that I would love to, you know, to explore. Uh, with you guys, yes. but I think that this was a, a first step. Like I said, I've been after you for a while because I really wanted to share of this this story of your journey, and also we you know we had some things that we talked about that you know maybe coming down the line on some things that we might yep. be working on together. So I, I I wanted to introduce my listeners to you, you know, so that when these other projects come, they know who you are. They're excuse me, they're familiar with your story. Well, so before I us. before I let you get out of here, just Knowing that there are people who are listening who haven't taken that final step yet, they've they've kicked around the idea. They're 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 you know they're trying to 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 figure it out. And Cindy, I'll let you go first. 
what would your words of encouragement be for women who are wondering, can I do this? Is this going to damage my marriage? Is it worth it? I think if as a couple you're you've been talking about it already and you role played and you're already you know have like one foot in the water right just jump in jump in but make sure that you know you're always always I know it's been beaten into everybody's heads when it comes to the lifestyle but just always be honest and always be talking um but honestly, jump right in, girl. <laughs> Have a good time. Enjoy it. If you're a husband and you are talking about it and you know it's going to turn him on, my God, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have a good time. You only live on this earth once. And, you know, you, you, it, it has done so much for our marriage. Um, it spices it up in the bedroom. It, it makes things so much easier on other parts of our lives so i say just i 100 percent just go for it and if you have questions call me <laughs> i'm here and, really and, and and pat the question that i that i have for you is kind of in, on, on a different path um but there are a lot of guys around the world who, who fantasize about being in this type of, of, of dynamic with their wives. And for some of them, it'll never happen um, just because they're, they've tried, they've tried, they've tried, and she's just not into it. And there's nothing that you can do, obviously, to, 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 to force them to want to do it. So I just kind of want you to speak on, you know, and it, it, it may sound like a, a little bit of torture or kind of twisting the knife, but I just want these guys to hear it. Like, what is it like? Being in this society, seeing the number of, you know, I'm, I'm sure at work, you know, you hear guys talking, like there are a lot of people who are stuck in really fucked up marriages from a sexual standpoint. Like that's the reality. And, and we're exposed to it, whether it's hearing our friends or coworkers complaining or lamenting about their lack of sex or anything like that. And yet here you sit in this situation with this dynamic that you have with your very sexy wife, like, what is it like to have a hot wife? Like, how would you describe that feeling? It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it really is. Why is it the best yeah. feeling in the world? Just because I always feel just so close, so connected to my wife at all times. Just being able to openly communicate allows me to see how she really feels, how she feels for me, the things she wants, and if I can, me as a male, if I can give them to her or provide them to her, if we can, if I can put her in a situation where she feels good, um, feels great as a man as as her husband as as everything um just i i feel very lucky to have her um it's it's an honor to be by her side it's it's i feel 
like the luckiest man in the world when I walk into a place and she's on my arm. Um, it shouldn't make it's me just, cry. Cut it out. It, oh. it, but it's really like, you know, being in this lifestyle, being a stag, being, you know, having a hot wife, it's, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. It, it, have those discussions with your partner if it's something you want to do. Um, don't be afraid to tell her that you would like to see her play with someone else or something like that turns you on. If your Pornhub or Google search tab has, you know, cuckold in it, don't be ashamed of it. Tell her, show her, show her what turns you on because those things mean something. And if she doesn't, if you don't think she cares about what turns you on, but it's only because you were afraid to open up and tell her, you'll never know what kind of door you can open in your relationship. Um, luckily, ours just happened just through open communication, but don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Um, and, and just take that leap. Tell her how you feel. Tell each other how you feel and just always talk. Even if you're vanilla, even if you just, you, you like the lifestyle, but you just like looking from the outside, tell her that it's okay, you know, and you'll really see where things go just by, by doing that. But I, I wouldn't change being a stag, having a hot wife. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Aww. No, that that you. was that was really awesome for 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 both of you. Now I know my my listeners are going to be you know curious. They would like to to see you and and follow you guys. I know, like I said, I think I had first encountered you on Twitter. So how can my listeners find you guys on Twitter? Yeah, um, I am at uh, Vixen. That's V I X underscore C I N, and that's my handle everywhere: Instagram, um, Facebook. Mm. I'm everywhere. <laughs> And I know that Pat is on. Uh, you're on. You have a Twitter profile as well, right? Yep, it's hubby POV. But can you spell if that? If you want to get, uh, it's hubby H U B B Y, and it's actually P zero V. No underscores or hyphens or anything. Just all one nope. word. Yep. Okay. And I'm. I, I used to be have a different name, but I I really want to. Um embrace my role as a, a stag and get out there and give my point of view as a husband. So I'm looking to just, you know, tell stories of our encounters and the fun we have and maybe videos from where I sit or stand in the room while she's I mean, there, having fun. There are a lot of people who would love to see that. I mean, I, yes. I, I, I know that for sure. I mean, I wish more people would you know, with, 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 with focus um, on that. Something I'm looking forward to doing Aww. more of in the future. Yeah. But but if you do want to get in touch with me, just message her on <laughs> everywhere. And <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's me on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I always assume that it is. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I've said that many times whenever I chat with a couple online. Even if it's her profile, I, I will initiate the conversation as if I'm talking to him, because what I've learned is if you are not talking to him, she will let you know 
that it's her. Whereas if you assume that you're talking to her, there are some husbands who they'll let you run with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. because it, it, it gives it for whatever it, it plays into some kink they have and they get to <laughs> pretend that they're her and, and, and hear what guys really think. And next thing you know, you think you're talking to her, but you're talking to him. <laughs> you know, so I feel like, Don't you know what? Yeah, I feel like, you know what? I'm <laughs> always going to, I'm always going to carry it like I'm talking to him. And if I'm talking to her, she'll let me know. But that way I just kind of keep myself. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Cindy and Pat. Thank you guys so much for, you know, I I know it hasn't been easy to set up the time. So thank you very much for, for setting aside the time to, 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 to to get on and do this. You, you did not disappoint in, in any way, shape or form. Um, Before I get out of here, I want to thank my Patreon supporters. Uh, You guys know that if it weren't for you, if it weren't for your continued support, I wouldn't able to be I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh you guys are the the lifeblood that that allows me to be able to continue doing this. Um for those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, as I'm fond of saying, maybe this will be the episode that makes you say, you know what? We like what that Michael C guy is doing. We we want to see him continue. So you know what? We're gonna throw our hat in and support his show. Also, uh taking care of a little uh, business, uh, Compersion Club. We're currently beta testing. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Compersion Club, think of it as a swinger site, but it's geared for, for the wife-centric community. You know, uh, it's a site for, you know, for couples to find quality guys to play with and for guys to find couples who are looking for single guys to play with. Um, so it's kind of like our own little space. Um, but we're beta testing it now. So right now, the most important thing is getting feedback, you telling us what works, what doesn't work. So come and sign up. It's compersionclub.com. Just keep in mind, uh, one of the principles of our site, of our community, is that every member will be verified. So be prepared to verify yourself. Be, in other words, being verified is not an option on compersionclub.com. Um, we just feel like that's the way and the direction that we wanted to go in. So understand that before you sign up. So with that being said, again, thank you to Cindy and her husband, Pat. I am your host, Michael C. This has been another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you.